Hello, my very good friends, and welcome to another episode of Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. The weather has been bleak and beautiful of late. The rain pours down, the wind howls, but the sky is lit up by lightning and thunder. We know we are in the dark of the year, the time of tales and stories. Thank you for joining me again at the Time Between Times. I hope you will enjoy another tale told from long ago as we gather at the fire pit. Those who have been joining me on Twitter on a Sunday night on Twitter Spaces, I thank you ever so much. If not, please give me a follow at ONS Griffiths and we do a live storytelling every Sunday night just for you. The crowd we have gathered is great and everyone seems to be enjoying it. So please, if you haven't done so already, give me a follow and let's get on there. Also, there is a new episode of Spectre of the Sea was released a couple of weeks ago. The podcast that I co-host with my friend Bethan. Please give that a listen. We'd love to hear what you think. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, close your eyes if it's safe to do so. And imagine that you are sat in your armchair. The fire is blazing in the fireplace. The heating is warm. Candlelight flickers. But you are not sat here for the night. No. Adventure calls. You stand up. Feel the carpet under your feet. Feel the warmth around your body. But know that you want more. You want to be sat at the fire pit at the heart of the forest. You walk into the hallway, taking one last look into the living room. You put on your coat, you do up its zip, and you go out that front door, and you feel the biting wind on your face. You step forward, and into the night. Down the path you go towards the road, the cars are whizzing past. You take a right and walk up the dank, dark road towards the edge of the forest. As you step inside, you feel your feet upon the leaves crunch and you look around. The trees stretch to the sky. It is now the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. So thin that for a few moments, and just a few moments, you can step into the fairy realm and they can step into ours. You take the winding path through the forest, past the caves, past the old moss tower, until we come to that great clearing where the fire pit flickers. You can feel the cold but you can also feel the magic. Your friends have gathered here. You sit down on the log. It is damp and it is cool, but it is a place of wonder. The bare heat of the fire just starts to touch your fingers and your toes, but you look around and the place is full of friendship. The storyteller stands up and starts to tell his tale. Around you you can see the Tulwith Taig flitting from tree to tree. 
You can see ghosts just start out of vision. You can see lights in the sky. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves. You can hear the growl of bears. But you know, you know you are safe. Right here, right now. At the time between times. So today let me take you far away to Cornwall. The far end of Cornwall. Near Tregeseal in Cornwall. As we tell a tale of Cairn Canijack. An old stone jutting up in a bleak landscape, cleft in two like a broken tooth. It has been there for many millions of years, but there are so many tales associated with it. They say the land around it is owned by the dead, and spirits roam it through the night, white figures on a bleak landscape. But the tale I will tell you happened just a few hundred years ago, because before then... The stone was Hool. It is now known as the Hooting Stone, because when the wind blows through it, it's like the cries of some otherworldly creature reaching out across the moors. Some say it is the inspiration for the Hound of the Baskervilles, crying on the moors. But our tale will tell you the truth. A few hundred years ago, at the time between times, two miners were making their way home after a night at a local inn. The path was winding, the fog had fallen, and a bleak cold had fallen upon them. There were tales of people in the past being pixie-led in this area, that is, to see lights or hear voices off the road, and to follow them seeking the source of that sound, only to be lost forever in the land of the Tulwith Teg. But this night something stranger happened. As they were approaching the great cairn, the great rock on the landscape, the two miners heard a soft clip-clopping on the road. They both stood straight. There were tales of ghosts on horseback, who made their winding way down these paths, ghosts of highwaymen who had perhaps fallen afoul in the darkest of nights. The two miners stepped to the side to allow the passer-by to pass, and slowly out of the fog a dark figure emerged, an old black horse, its mane wishing in the wind, and a hooded figure, sat atop the horse. He clip-clopped down the road, looking from side to side, a heavy breathing coming from under the hood, an almost snake-like gasp as he walked. The miners huddled in together and stood by the side, and just as the figure was about to pass, the horse suddenly stopped. The hood turned towards the miners, and in a voice as old as the mountains and as capricious as the sea, the rider spoke. Why are you here tonight? The two miners looked at each other. They were shivering and trembling in the darkness, but one of them stepped forward. My good sir, we are making our way back home and seek no trouble. But there will be trouble tonight. There at the old stone, you can barely see it through the mist. 
that broken tooth. There, there will be a battle tonight. Some of my friends will take part in a great wrestling match, and I wish you to attend. Follow me now. The two miners just stared. They did not know what to do. But the figure turned from the road. It beckoned the miners to follow. And knowing no other way to go, they stepped from the road. The rider made its way through the bracken and the coarse, lumpy landscape, the miners following towards the rock. Suddenly they looked around, and it was like the landscape had come alive. Spirits rose from the ground. Great loping, strange creatures seemed to hop and holler as they approached the rock as well. It was like a great crowd was gathering, but a crowd of otherworldly creatures. The miners were terrified, but follow the horsemen they did until they came to the great rock. There the horsemen dismounted, leaving its horse just wander away. The miners looked around and a great crowd had gathered. Spirits, creatures, some of the fairy folk all seemed to be there, excitedly watching the rock. Suddenly, the rider removed his hood, and the miners knew they were doomed, for this was the devil himself. My friends, thank you for gathering here tonight, for there will be a great battle, as you can see. Welcome to the rock, welcome to this place where life and death will be contested tonight. Suddenly, from the south, a great winged creature landed on the rock with a thud. Claws as long as knives, teeth as big as swords. It stood there howling in the wind. And then, burrowing from beneath the earth, came another great creature, one hand followed by the other, then pulling itself from the depths of hell itself to a great cheer from the crowd. The crowd gathered closer and started to chant. It was like a thud, an old drumbeat, passed back from centuries. And then the creatures ran together and clashed atop the rock. The winged creature threw the earthly creature to the ground and leapt down, about to pounce upon it. But with a great punch, the earthly creature hit the winged one away. The battle carried on for minutes, turning into hours, each creature suddenly getting the upper hand to be followed and beaten back. Every move, every punch, every bite, every kick was followed by a cheer from the crowd. The two miners held themselves together, trembling and crying, until at last the winged creature flew down with a howl as old as the mountains and grabbed hold of the creature from beneath the earth and threw it against the rock. It slammed into the rock with a crash that echoed through the valleys, and suddenly the rock cleft in two, leaving a great gap between it. The earthly creature tried to rise, 
but it's like its strength had given out and it fell back with a thud. The winged demon howled to the moon, and everyone knew he was about to take his final act, that of slaying its enemy. But the miners, who had been watching all this time, now felt a sudden compassion, and summoning all their strength and courage, they rushed forward towards the fallen beast. One held its hand, while the other brushed what wispy hair it had away from its face. It looked like it was about to breathe its last, but somewhere in the depths of its eyes they could see a great sadness. The one miner leant in and whispered in the ear of the beast, the Lord's Prayer, in order to ease its passing. This act of compassion, this generosity, this act of goodness, suddenly caused the whole thing to change. The ground started to rumble, the sky started to rent, the creatures started to howl, the devil's horse went upright and neighed to the sky. Great screams were summoned all around, and suddenly all the creatures that had gathered started to be pulled and sucked deeper into the earth. The devil rushed forward, drawing a great bladed sword to attack the miners, but before he got to them he stopped and vanished into dust. The creature that lay stricken opened its eyes and suddenly turned into a beautiful maiden with great blonde hair. She smiled at the miners and then passed from this world in her true form. and vanished. The miners got up and ran to the road and ran all the way home. Neither of them ever returned to Cairn Kenny Jack. But what was once a hool rock has now always been rent in two. It can be seen for miles around and is the destination for many walker, many traveller, many persons seeking magic or tales. But this dark tale has echoed through the centuries of how the rock had been cleft. But funnily enough, even today, in this day and age, many walkers or travellers on that road always report hearing the clip-clop of an old horse in the mist, although none have the courage to stay there to report if it really is the devil that travels that road at night. And often as well, campers nearby have reported the sounds of cheers and screams near the rock. So I wonder if even today, these great battles, these wrestling matches, still occur in the dark of night, in this deep southwestern part of Cornwall, at Cairn Kennyjack, the hooting cairn of long ago. And that, my friends, is the tale of Cairn Kennyjack, the Devil's Battle, which happened hundreds of years ago. I hope you enjoyed it here at the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. 
If you enjoy my stories, know that I have a YouTube channel, which you can follow. It's called Time Between Times Storytelling. Please join my Patreon at owenstaten7 at patreon.com or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash owenstaten. All would be much appreciated. I really enjoy your company at the Time Between Times. I really enjoy this time we spend together. And I hope you do too. Please have a listen to Spectre of the Sea that I do with Bethan as well. And join me on Twitter every Sunday night at nine on Twitter Spaces. Follow me and I will send you a link. And there we can sit and chat live at the time between times. In the meantime, enjoy your week, my friends. And know you always have a place here at the fire pit. No star.